Happy Friday, everybody. It's Friday, March 15th, 2019. We are steamrolling towards spring. And as always, if you're listening to this, that means you made it through another week and margaritas are in order. Let's do this week's birthdays. We have a ton of musical birthdays to get to before we get to what's been going on this week. All right, happy birthday to St. Nicholas. Yes, that St. Nicholas. The figure who Santa Claus was created around the the actual living figure, St. Nicholas. Uh, Blues legend Lightning Hopkins, actor Judd Hirsch, Mike Love of the Beach Boys, Sly Stone of Sly and the Family Stone, Dee Snyder of Twisted Sister, Brett Michaels of Poison, Rockwell, Will I Am, and Phil Lesh of The Grateful Dead. In honor of Phil's birthday, today's song of the day is going to be St. Stephen. So deadheads everywhere, unite and celebrate the birth of your bassist, Phil Lush. All right, as I do every week, let me give you a couple of quick reminders before we get into all the crap we're going to talk about. Uh, Reminder number one, this is what I call a real podcast in that it's not recorded in a booth, in a soundproof environment. It's not edited and mixed. It's literally recorded wherever I happen to be at the moment I decide to record it, so you're going to hear some background noises. Uh, sitting in the living room today, so you might hear somebody knock on the door and my dogs go nuts. It's meant to be that way. It's meant to be like the two of us sitting on the deck, shooting the breeze. I say that every week for the people that find me new every week. Also, I have an intro song. I have a song at the end of the podcast, and I have a song that takes us into the weekly birthdays. If you're not listening on an Anchor platform, you don't hear that, so then the podcast sounds a little confusing because there are breaks and there, the, the music isn't there. So if you can, go listen on an Anchor platform. If you're on your computer, go to anchor.fm. If you're on your smartphone, download the free Anchor app. You get my podcast along with dozens of others. I would appreciate it so you can hear the, the, the entire podcast the way it's meant to be heard. And last but not least, as I say every week, if you could, please go buy my first book, which is available at TomPowellJr.com, and that book is entitled A Grateful Life, The Life Story of a Husband, Father, and Taco-Loving Deadhead. It's available in paperback and ebook formats. All right, uh, happy national everything you know is wrong day. So who knows, maybe everything I'm about to tell you is all bullshit. But that's what today is. It's National Everything You Know Is Wrong Day. I don't know if you heard that real quickly in the background. That is uh, that is thunder, ladies and gentlemen. Thunder. Uh, just so you're aware, uh, I, I, I usually record this podcast, even though it, I put it out on Friday. I record it on Thursday. Uh, that way I do have time to make changes to it if I want to. I don't like just waking up Friday morning and banging one out, although I have done that. It's not, not my preference. So it's actually Thursday here, and it's raining. It's, uh, it's in the low 60s, and we've got rain. And it's uh, telling you, it's making me want to pull the kayak out and get it wet. Uh, spring is, is just around the corner, and we're going to get into a little bit of that in just a moment when we talk about St. Patrick's Day. But... To start this podcast, i got to do something that I don't normally do, which is i got to give you a couple of serious topics before we get into the funny, stupid, weird stories of the week. Uh, because there are a couple of serious topics that are deserving of being mentioned. Uh, we don't, for those of you finding me for the first time, 
uh, we don't get into politics here. Uh, we don't talk about politics or religion on this podcast. It's, a pol- it's, a, it's an escape zone from that. So this, these are not political posts. These are just n- serious news stories that warrant a, a, just a smidge of conversation. Uh, the first one is obviously going to touch on the college cheating scandal. Uh, yes, I am aware of the fact that uh, rich people have had their thumb on the scale for years. Uh, and there are legal ways of doing this, you know, give some money and have a building built, you know, have a, have a, have a lab built with your money and then your kid gets in with a wink and a nod. I get that it's been going on for years. This is kind of a big story in that it's such a wide sweeping involved scandal with hundreds and hundreds of people. There are coaches and there are people that give admissions tests and all kinds of, of people that are involved in this story that really make it. Just, just a despicable, disgusting story. Because you think about how many hundreds of kids have lost a spot after working their butt off their whole life and getting good grades and doing what they were told to do, doing the right thing, doing it the right way, and they lost out because some other kid happened to be born into a rich family that's willing to pay his way through. And I bring it up because even though this is more of a fun-loving podcast, I bring it up because, as I said, it warrants... To be mentioned, I, I have three children, okay? I have a daughter that's getting ready to graduate high school in a couple of months. I have one that's getting ready to go into high school in a couple of months. And I have a seven-year-old son. And, and you know, I, I would be sick if one of my kids lost, worked their ass off and lost the spot because some rich kid bought their way in even though they didn't own it, earn it. I think it's disgusting what they're doing. I think it's right that they went and arrested these parents. I hope somebody does jail time on this. And I'm going to tell you what else I would do. If any of those children are still in school, they're immediately kicked out of school. Immediately. Any of those children that are no longer in school but graduated from those universities, I would rescind those, gra- those, those degrees. Those degrees are no longer valid. You don't have a degree. You have no college. Period. And wherever possible, arrest them as well. Okay, you're telling me that some kid did not know when he was getting into school on, a, on an athletic scholarship that he didn't know what the hell his rich parents were doing despite the fact that the kid didn't actually play the sport? No, sorry, kiss my ass. You arrest as many of these people. Name, shame, expel, arrest. Okay, name, shame, expel arrest put their names in the paper make it public make an example out of what they did sorry to get that serious on you right off the bat but that story warranted a little discussion name them shame them expel them arrest them okay my second serious topic of of the week here is has to do with um the stigma around tattoos I bring this up because in one of the local community pages here, and we don't, we're not going to mention anybody's names because that's not what we do here, but in one of the local community pages here, uh, somebody commented on somebody, one member of the group commented on another member of the group's tattoos, and he specifically zoned, on, zoned in on the fact that this gentleman has a neck tattoo. Uh, and and he, the, the, the person that was... Uh, decrying tattoos, if you will, uh, said that having a neck tattoo makes you a, quote, certified scumbag. 
to which I asked this person, does that make David Beckham a certified scumbag? Or, I, you know, I rattled off a bunch of other uh, celebrities with neck tattoos, and he told me, no, that's different from some guy living in a small town like this. I have 11 tattoos. I do, I do not have a neck tattoo. I have 11 tattoos. And, and I don't know the gentleman in the group that has the neck tattoo. I've seen him comment on some things. I've seen him post some things. I don't know who he is. I've never met him. Um, but, but I'll say this. Having a neck tattoo may, unfortunately, make somebody unemployable simply because the company doesn't want to put that image forward. They don't want you waiting on people at a table or taking somebody's order or handling their money at a bank window with a neck tattoo, okay? Because unfortunately, there is a stigma around them. And I'll, I'll, I'll be the first one to say that you, you get a neck tattoo and it does make people look at you slightly different. But to say that somebody is a, quote, certified scumbag for having a neck tattoo is one of the single dumbest comments I've ever heard in my entire life. No, not, there is no, having any tattoo does not make you a scumbag, okay? It just doesn't. Are there scumbags that have tattoos? Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, lots of them. Are there scumbags that don't have tattoos? Yeah, millions of them. Having a tattoo anywhere does not make you a certified scumbag. So I, I took exception with this because it's a little bit more than just saying, hey, having a neck tattoo makes you unemployable. You know what? You're right. I don't like the fact that you're right on that, on that comment, but you're right. Employers are going to look at somebody with a neck tattoo, especially a big neck tattoo, and say, yeah, not the image I want. And that's too bad because you might be passing up on a qualified employee. But to say that they're a certified scumbag is just moronic at best. And then to say that uh, if you have money and are a celebrity and have a neck tattoo, then you're not a scumbag because you have money and fame. But if you live in a small town and you get up every day and you put your blue jeans on and you go to work and you put a roof over your family's head and you get to take a vacation once a year and, you, you know, everybody gets Christmas presents at Christmas, you know, you're still a certified scumbag for having a, ta a neck tattoo is just, I'm sorry, it's, it's beyond stupid. It's absolutely beyond stupid. Like I said, I'm not going to mention whose names they are by any stretch of the imagination because that's not what we do here. We only talk about the subject matter. But if you happen to catch this, I'm sorry. That was a boneheaded comment on your part. And you really should apologize to that gentleman because your, your statement was, it was ignorant. It was completely lacking anything close to truth. And it, it, was, it was malicious. I mean, just stupid maliciousness. Plenty of good people have tattoos, some being neck tattoos. Get over yourself. Seriously. Okay? All right. I got one last serious story before we get into some of the more off-the-wall stories or, you know, lighthearted stories. And that is uh, that the Eagles have once again made history. The, uh, the, the band, the Eagles, not the sports team from Philadelphia of same name. Uh, the Eagles' greatest hits, 1971 to 1975, has officially been certified 38 times platinum, which surpasses Michael Jackson's Thriller, which is certified 33 times platinum, as now being the greatest-selling album 
of all time. Congratulations to the Eagles. I have always been a big Eagles fan. Uh, I, they are, in my opinion, the American Beatles. They, they are our Beatles. And uh, I'm glad to see that their album is now the greatest selling album of all time. Nothing against the album Thriller. Good songs on Thriller. Uh, obviously had a big impact on people for many a year. I'm glad to see the Eagles hold the top spot. Glad to see an actual rock band hold the top spot. All right, serious shit is over. I had to touch on those topics. Sorry, but it's time to now celebrate St. Patrick's Day. Uh, a lot of you guys are going to be heading out to do some St. Patrick's things this weekend. You're going to be wearing yagreen. You're going to be pinching people. You're going to be chugging beer. Uh, St. Patrick's Day, uh, to me, has always been the start of what I call the boring holiday season. Uh, it's a season that, be, that it, the way I look at it, begins at St. Patrick's Day and ends at Easter. And it's that season where your holidays are smaller holidays. They're like St. So-and-so Day and St. So-and-so Day. And, and you know, and then you get St. Patrick's Day. And like I said, it all, you know, Good Friday and Ash Wednesday and all of that stuff. And it all culminates with Easter. And then, in my mind, the way I've always looked at it is Easter is when we officially turn that corner, we get rid of the springness of our year, and we're full-blown into summer, break out the American flags, barbecues, and deviled eggs. And I don't know why I just said deviled eggs, but I just got a taste for deviled eggs this morning. Nice plate of deviled eggs, huh? Sorry. Off on a little tangent there. Uh, so I'm not necessarily a fan of the spring holidays. St. Patrick's Day is not a big one for me. I'm also not a drinker. So St. Patrick's Day for me is really not that big of a deal. And when I was a kid, Easter meant going to church, which was not really fun as a kid. You know what I'm saying? So never really got into Easter. Not to mention the fact when I was a little, little kid, I was allergic to uh, to everything. I was allergic to uh uh, a little bit of everything, dogs, cats, uh, trees, grass, pollen, milk, chocolate. And so my Easter bag or basket, when I was a kid, uh, I, I, my basket was always filled with white chocolate. It was white chocolate, everything. There were no Reese's peanut butter cups, you know. Uh, I, I had to drink half and half on my cereal uh, because of my... My allergy to milk. So, uh, yeah, Easter wasn't exactly a fun holiday for me. So, uh, but I know, I understand if some of you guys really get into St. Patrick's Day, you're going to be out there, you're going to be celebrating. To my Irish friends out there, this is your day. Happy St. Patrick's Day this weekend to you. Uh, celebrate accordingly, but don't get too nuts. I know it's a big drinking holiday, and it, it seems to be the day that everybody just goes off the, the rails on the drinking. Like that day and the day before Thanksgiving, everybody just gets shit hammered drunk. So just try and dial it back a little bit, okay? Drink, but drink responsibly. Don't drive. Have yourself a good St. Patrick's Day, you know. Uh, Personally, my next holiday is going to be Memorial Day. So I'll meet you guys on the other side of your drunken stupor. After you've all the beer has been drunk and all of the Easter ham has been eaten, I'll meet you at the barbecue on Memorial Day. And we'll still have some beers if you want. Just going to have them on the deck in a calm manner. Some beers and some brats. 
You drink responsibly, people. I don't know, maybe this woman out of Texas, she was actually prepping for St. Patrick's Day early. I don't know if you guys saw, but there was a woman, Alicia Johnson, in Lathrop, California, who took her shopping cart and a six-pack of Stella Artois into the Target dressing room where she proceeded to stay there for an hour as she stuffed articles that she was planning to steal onto her person and into her bags while she drank the six-pack of Stella Artois. <clears throat> she then exited the uh, the dressing room, and she uh, she left with a couple hundred dollars worth of merchandise. But uh, it's kind of a ballsy move to just take up residency in a uh, in a Target dressing room with a six pack of beer and start chugging. I mean, she picked a good beer, right? It's not like she walked up and grabbed a six pack of Bud. She grabbed a six pack of Stella Artois. She was getting drunk in style in there. Like I said, maybe she was prepping for St. Patty's Day a little early. Personally, when I read the story, the initial time I read the story, what ran through my mind was, yeah, there's been a couple of times where I've wanted to hit the dressing room and get shit-faced drunk while I was at Target. It was just too much humanity to deal with. Insanity. Like, have you ever been to Target during a uh, back-to-school sale? Kill yourself. Absolutely kill yourself. Of course, any time between Thanksgiving and Christmas, it's insane. So yeah, there's been times where I've been walking through a Target and thought, yeah, I could just grab a 12-pack, right, a 6-pack right here and start getting drunk. This place is nuts. But it turns out that's not what she was doing. She wasn't having a Target meltdown. She was just stealing shit. Or like I said, maybe just prepping for St. Patty's Day a little bit early. See, and you guys thought there was going to be no stupidity this week. I start off with some serious topics. Oh, maybe we're not going to have... Maybe, maybe humanity's not, you know, going to disappoint us again this week. No, no, it is. There's some stupidity all the time, every week. Like getting tanked in a Target dressing room. Or like... uh these three American students, foreign exchange students, that uh, started an apartment fire in Italy because they were cooking pasta with no water. They just turned on a pot with no water, just turned the flame on under the pot and threw dry pasta in it. And they're wondering why the fuck the kitchen started on fire. First things first, to the nation of Italy, I... Uh, I apologize that we sent these uh, these uh, inbred cousin fuckers your way. And uh, maybe we should improve our screening process here in the States a little bit better so that you guys don't see that level of stupidity coming out of our country to study in your country. Hey, listen, I'll be the first one to tell you I don't know how to cook a whole lot of shit. Hey, Tom, go in the kitchen and make yourself a meatloaf. Really? Sure, I'll have tacos here in 20 minutes. Not going to happen. But even I know that you put pasta in. Well, I mean, come on, man. What the hell did you think was going to happen? I'm ashamed. I'm embarrassed to... Like, I'm planning a trip to Italy. Like I'm, I, I want to go there and just like apologize to every single person I meet. 
over the course of a week. Hey, listen, I'm sorry. We, we got dumb motherfuckers in our country. Started an apartment fire by cooking pasta without water. Folks, humanity is lost. Are, they, are these some of the same college students whose parents paid their way in? Because, I mean, this is a level of stupid I can't fathom. Anyway, I apologize to the nation of Italy. These are the same, you know, these, these people that do stupid shit like this, they're the same kind of people that uh, climb over uh, zoo enclosures to get closer to the animals. Which, oh, by the way, happened this, this past week again. Another dumbass climbed over another zoo enclosure and got, their, got themselves hurt. The woman in her 30s in Litchfield Park, Arizona, crossed a barrier at a jaguar exhibit because she wanted to take a selfie with the jaguar up close. And karma took over from there. You want to be a dumbass? You're going to have dumbass results. You want to climb over zoo barriers and get close to wild big cats, then I'm sorry, I shed zero tears when said big cat takes a chunk out of your ass. Folks, when are we going to stop climbing over freaking zoo exhibits? I, Of all of the stupid shit that you can read about on a week-to-week basis, and you can pull up New site after new site after new site and flip through just some of the dumbest parts of humanity. I am amazed that we're still seeing people crossing barriers at zoo exhibits. I mean, how many people need to get fucked up before you realize that this is a bad course of action? This actually happened to me when I was working. I was working, uh, heading up a landscape project at the Lincoln Park Zoo. I worked for a private landscape contractor that got hired by Lincoln Park Zoo, and they were building the um, uh, the exterior, the interior and exterior exhibits for the giraffes and uh, gazelles. It was like a it was like a prairie that they roamed on. And then there's like a pit for the wild hogs. And then there was a another exhibit for the wild dogs. And we were the landscape contractor that had to go in and uh, uh, landscape the exterior portion of, of these three exhibits. One of the coolest projects I've ever had the privilege of working on in my life. Um, but at one point in time, we, we had, of, of the many interesting experiences that I can tell you about that the time that we worked on that project was uh, when we almost lost somebody to the stupidity of jumping over a barrier uh, at Lincoln Park Zoo. So at one end of the uh, exhibit for the giraffes and the, and the gazelles, there's an existing cluster of trees. 
you know, trees that we didn't have to plant, they were already there. But uh, on the back side of those trees where the, where the wall is, the very tall wall behind it that separates this exhibit from whatever is behind the wall, uh, there was some openness back there and they wanted us to get a, a big tree back in there to fill in that gap and completely shade that area. And so what we had to do is we had to take this very large caliper tree, we had to tie up the branching system, you know, the, the canopy, we had to tilt this tree while bald and burlapped on its side and carry it through this little forest of trees and then stand it up in the opening so that we can, we, you couldn't walk through the, that thick part of trees with the canopy open. Well, once we had it upright, it's like, okay, now we got to get the rope cut so we got to get up into this very tall tree now and get these ropes cut down and one of the gentlemen that was working for me is like no problem i'll just take the ladder and i'll go around the back side of the exhibit and come over the top of the wall and snip snip we're golden i'm like i don't think you want to do that Holmes. he's like no just watch so i stayed close by and we watched as this gentleman took the ladder around the other side of the exhibit and he puts the there's a there's a part where you got to go down before you can go back up and there's a reason for that because the part that you go down just so happened to be the uh the trench in uh the sloth bears exhibit and he puts the ladder down into the trench and he starts climbing down now he would have only made it into the trench and the sloth bears up in his exhibit so i had time to tell him what was going on but he made it about three, four steps down that ladder before that bear that was in that exhibit went, gave him a growl and sent his ass flying back up the ladder. And to which I'm looking at him like, not going to do that again, are you? So I, I've seen, you know, like that, that this wasn't, he didn't think anything was back there. He just thought it was another empty exhibit because all we had been working on was empty exhibits. So in his defense, he wasn't trying to get close to an animal. But, yeah, you know, look before you leap there, champ. But regardless, society has got to stop producing people dumb enough to cross into zoo exhibits. I mean, we've seen enough news stories as to what happens here, folks. You've got to stop doing this. And if you get hurt in one, really, I'm being dead serious when I say this. I have zero sympathy for you. You're a dumbass, and karma ran your dumbass over. Period. Just stop being stupid, okay? Now, I'm going to bring up a subject in which my wife is going to yell at her radio about the fact that I'm stupid. But we're going to talk about this real quick. <clears throat> I had a conversation this week amongst my family. That would be uh, me, my wife my three children, and my oldest daughter's boyfriend. We had a conversation about, somehow got onto the topic of fast food. And uh, I, had, I had expressed the assertion that Taco Bell is the best of the fast food chains. To which I just got blowback from every angle. You know, absolute blowback. And it turned into, somehow, some way, a conversation about Taco Bell versus Gene and Jude's. And somebody's going to hear this and go, what the hell is Gene and Jude's? Exactly. Gene and Jude's is not a fast food chain. It's a hot dog stand in the near west suburbs of Chicago that my wife and her entire family, for some ungodknown reason, love. 
but it doesn't even fit into this conversation because we were having a conversation about the fast food chains. So we're going to break this down into two parts of the conversation. First, let's talk about my, my assertion that Taco Bell is the best of the fast food chains. I stand by this assertion, ladies and gentlemen. Do I understand that Taco Bell is not good tacos? Yeah, I'm not going there for good tacos. I'm going there for fast tacos. Fast food of any kind is just the cheap and quick version of good food. You want to have a good burger? You go to Kuma's. You take your ass into the city of Chicago and you go to Kuma's and you get yourself the best goddamn burger you've ever eaten in your life. You need a fast, quick burger right now because you're starving, you ain't got no money and you're on the road or whatever the case may be, then you go into McDonald's or Wendy's or Burger King and you get yourself a burger. You want some good fried chicken? You go have yourself some good fried chicken at a fried chicken restaurant. You want some quick fried chicken? You go through KFC. Same thing with fish and Long John Silver's. And tacos and Taco Bell. It's just the cheap version of Taco Bell. And if you naturally take into consideration the fact that the, the, the food chain, the pyramid of food greatness, has tacos at the top of it, naturally the fast cheap version of that food is going to reign supreme at the top of the, the fast food list. So I will once again give you the best of the fast food chains before we get into this Gene and Jude's debate. Of the chains, the best to worst goes Taco Bell, Arby's, Wendy's, and then there's a scrum that involves Burger King, Wendy's, I mean, uh, McDonald's, uh, you know, your Sonics, your Jack in the Box your KFCs, your Long John Silvers, all of that gets into a scrum after you go through Taco Bell, Arby's, and Wendy's. That's how that goes. And once again, we're not talking about what's good food or great food. We are talking about what is the best of the fast food chains. Okay? Now, as I said, this conversation went off the rails because I was sitting around with my family who all adore Gene and Jude's hot dogs, and I can't stand Gene and Jude's hot dogs. It has nothing to do with the conversation, because once again, Gene and Jude's is a hot dog stand, but we're going to take up this conversation now. And here's the part where I wish that I had the ability to have my wife call in to this and have this conversation, because you would see how relentless she is in her defense of... The subpar hot dogs. So Gene and Jude's is a hot dog stand in the near west suburbs that serves hot dogs, tamales, fries, and drinks. That's it. That's the list. If you're from the Chicagoland area, you know that if you go into a hot dog stand, you get hot dogs, tamales, fries, beef, sausage, maybe meatballs, a brat, something of that nature. Not this place. Hot dogs, tamales, fries, drinks. That's it. And they only take cash. There is no checks. There are no checks, no credit cards. It is cash only. And they are, without a question of a doubt, some of the worst hot dogs I've ever had in my life. 
Now, there's nobody here from Gene and Jude's lover's land that can defend it. So you're going to see defense of Gene and Jude's on the post. And I welcome it. Have the conversation on the post. I'm sorry I can't have a back and forth in this format. This is me giving you my opinion. Okay? But it, So I got the microphone. Shut up. You're going to listen to me. Gene and Jude's is hot garbage. It's hot garbage. The hot dogs taste like you're chewing on rubber. They put the they put the, the 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 fries on the hot dogs. Everything gets all steamed together. The fries are not even that good. They're really not that. They're some of the worst fries I've ever had. Yeah, people, people outside of the Chicagoland area that listen to me. You, you hear that faint sign, the faint sound of people screaming in the background. That's my wife and her family screaming at the radios. They all love it. My, and, and, and not just my wife. My kids love it. My father loved it. My my family from Indiana loves it. I, I don't get it. They're, it's just some of the worst food I've ever had. Ever. They don't even have ketchup in the place because they're so slavish to the Chicago no ketchup on a hot dog rule. No. I'll put whatever the fuck I want on a hot dog. And guess what I want on a hot dog? Ketchup and relish. I want ketchup and relish. And if you want a good hot dog, is boiled, not grilled. Gene and Jude's boils theirs, but a good hot dog is boiled, not grilled. It's on a non-poppy seed bun, and it contains ketchup and relish. That's the list. Not this dragged through the garden Chicago hot dog. And for those of you outside the city of Chicago, dragged through the garden is. You get your mustard, your relish, your onion, your uh, pickle, your sport pepper, your tomato, and some of this garlic salt on that thing, and that's it. It's called drag through the garden. It's Chicago style. No ketchup ever, and there's a goddamn salad on your shit. And people might be saying, well, they surely they have ketchup for the hot dogs there, or for, I mean for the french fries there. No, they don't even have it for the french fries there. That's how slavish they are to the no ketchup. Can't stand it. Can't stand it. Okay, so let's let's take this all into consideration in the context of this conversation. I can't stand Gene and Jude's. I'm already telling you that I believe that Taco Bell is the king of all the fast food chains. You, my adoration for the taco is well publicized lore. So naturally, I'm going to say that I'll take Taco Bell any day of the week over Gene and Jude's. Any day of the week. And of course, it blows up. Now, the only person that was semi on my corner, on my side, was my daughter's boyfriend, Nathan. Now, uh, Nathan was only semi on my corner because, in Nathan's defense, he was simply stating... Look, I can't say Gene and Jude's because I've never had Gene and Jude's. I can't compare it. So since I've only ever had one of the two options, I have to go with the one that I've had and that I happen to like. It's Taco fucking Bell. Who doesn't like it? It's Taco fucking Bell. I'm sorry. There's, there's nothing not to like. So anyway, the family has relentlessly given Nathan some, some, some grief. My, my sister, or my, my daughter, my sister, don't even have a sister. My daughter put a poll on Facebook that naturally her family overloaded the vote on. 
uh, I ask people outside of the state, and they're like, Nathan, well, I don't even know what the fuck Gene Jude's is. How the hell can I vote on it? Then just vote for Taco Bell. Cannot believe I am about to be 47 years old. 47 years old, and I am still having the Gene and Jude's debate with family members of mine. When I was a child growing up, we had Gene and Jude's. My father was addicted to Gene and Jude's. We had Gene and Jude's, and we had Mickey's hot dogs on Mannheim. Take me over to Mickey's any day of the week. I'll have two of their dogs over a lifetime supply of free Gene and Jude's. Yes, absolutely. A Portillo's dog, a Gene and Jude's dog. I get it. They're poppy seed buns. I give a nice little swipe with the thumb along the side of the bun, get a vast majority of the poppy seeds off. I'm fine. I'm golden. It's a better dog. It's a better fry. I don't know if it's the, the, the grease they're frying it in I, or the water they're boiling it, the, the hot dogs in, the grease they're frying the fries in. I don't know what it is. It's just horrible. It's absolutely horrible. And so naturally, I'm going to take Taco Bell every time. Now, I will say this about Gene and Jude's. Their following is a devoted following, ladies and gentlemen. So if you're coming into the city of Chicago and you want to see what all the hype is about, you get yourself to Gene and Jude's Hot Dogs. Uh, now, I'm not recommending that you go there and eat it. But if you, if you want to take a chance and see what it's all about, go to Gene and Jude's Hot Dogs. Bring cash. There's no, there, you can't do, do credit card. Bring yourself some ketchup. Packet form. Bring a bottle. Whatever the hell you want to do. All right. And it's, it's even, it's like religious. You're, you, like you, they're, they'll tell you it's pointless to say things like hot dog. It's the only thing on the menu. So you say, I want two with this, I want two with, I want two plain, I want two doubles with everything, give me two, give me four singles, only relish, I'll put my own ketchup on, don't even mention the word ketchup, but that's how you order it. Give me two, give me one, give me three, give me six, give me one, give me four. Not, I'll take two hot dogs. No shit you're having hot dogs, it's always sell. If you're going there, get yourself a tamale. I happen to like the grape drink. I get myself a tamale and a grape drink while everybody else is eating their hot dogs uh, and eating their french fries. Uh, my wife prefers the double dog. My daughters like them. My son, he's to the point where he's now eating the french fries of it. Uh, but, you know, he won't actually eat a hot dog. I, yeah, I, I know. I know. It's my son... Uh, won't eat hot dogs. Barely will eat hamburgers. I don't know what to do there. We'll figure that part out. As long as I can get him to start eating tacos, I'll be fine. From tacos, he gets everything else. So, uh, I brought this subject up. Everybody has now heard it. And uh, let the debate begin on the Instagram and Facebook feeds. Go ahead, knock yourself out. It's going to be 874. I tell you what, guys. Tell you what. Go ahead, shoot for the big one. Go, go to the Facebook page. Go to this original feed for the uh, post for this feed, and go ahead and have your debate there, and get it up to a million comments. Let's let's break a world record, okay? Have your goddamn debates. 
I know my truth. Okay, I know I'm a I'm a shark attack survivor. I know my truth. All right, and I'm not going to sit here and be lectured by a bunch of people that don't know the difference, or whatever the hell he said in that movie. I know my truth. Okay, I know my truth. Taco Bell is better than Gina Jones. Let the debate debate begin. Sorry to all of you outside the state of Illinois, the city of Chicago, that don't know what the hell I'm talking about. It's 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 one of those things. Have a good St. Patrick's Day weekend, everybody. Don't get too drunk. Stay out of the Target dressing rooms and the zoo enclosures. Okay, people? Use, exercise a little common sense this weekend. Celebrate accordingly and celebrate properly. All right? That's all I got for you this week. As always, stay grateful and enjoy a little bit of the Friday song.